today I don't feel like a winner. Good thing winning's not a feeling. Sensual trust for the flesh based. Ascended man anchored to spirit. Like a beggar's bank book, feelings leave us severely thin. A distinct fact, as no one can take your win. Even Ben Johnson's victory cannot be reversed. They can curse and argue with how you win and whether it's recognized. However, you crossing the line first can never ever be denied. So emotions can't void motions. Today was another day of egotistic thoughts. Led by a boss in a permanent clown suit. Hard to be taken seriously and all the team are similarly branded. Daily I feel my spirit disbanded, often asking myself, what the heck? The endless pretend of useful work to collect a useless check, prostituting for a meager stipend to keep her off my back. That's my penance for being a mannequin, a boy in man's skin unskilled in leading a stubborn feline. Unable to look beyond my track record to trust my potential. So it's off to work I go, my love. Dreaming of days when I can podcast freely and share my endless dreams of rambling poetry. But that dream is reserved for a winner. One who's repented from the dark heart of a sinner. To trust the empowerment that Christ gives. To slay my mind's squatting anakins and seize my heart to live. So he can love the clown and get the check for his spouse. Until he can rule his his mortal house and trust Christ enough to not see them as clowns. Despite the intensely flawed feeling. teach us so many things stories about life and how to defend our toys standing up for what is right and not being a pushover acting proudly when kids win fights at school even if outwardly pretending to scold them guardians have failed with lessons of defending possessions that lesson is as important as teaching a cow how to make a beef burger we own nothing but our free will the supreme present from the only creator and even that is rented from our divine maker our breath his heartbeat borrowed knowledge unknown consciousness an eternal subscription purchased by his own blood. Not to mention clothes, bodies, bank accounts, families, all trivially covetously guarded by microscopic man. And one day, 
even Siamese twins will stand isolated in the dock before the father. With bated breath, we will listen as he strikes the gavel, counting for how best we use our free will. Every choice under scrutiny, his sons love the only currency valid by the judge. Some people have decided to defend themselves while others have gotten the best defense lawyer possible. All to defend how they have used their one possession, their free will. This judge has already biased the verdict in favor of those who use his defense attorney. Guilty by disassociation from his only begotten son. And here we are, busy, seeking houses, money, families, cars, none of which really matters before the Creator. The only matter of interest by the judge, did we use our free will to be transformed back into the image of love? With no guilty with explanation verdicts, no sob stories about how badly we were raised, no chance to nag about the poverty in the ghetto. No self-defense arguments about how hard it was growing up in a fourth world country. No objections based on being abused when you were a child. No fables of not knowing about him because you lived in a jungle outside civilization. The judge's response, if any, could include Romans 1. No excuses possible because his sons innocent blood was spilled and he rose again to ensure that free will would be used by his creation solely for his glory he blessed us by blaming his son for our story he loves everyone who will stand in the dark and with every tick of this global clock Someone abuses their free will with choices of hatred, ignoring the example that he set. The love secret on open display on the cross. Naked before us, beaten and bruised and honored to bleed out for us or free will. Fully paid for. So while everyone consumes themselves with trivial matters, Remember, the universe belongs to God and all of us are just squatters. You or someone you know are interested in buying, selling or investing in real estate in Naples, Florida. Give Rashid Wellesley a call at 239-207-2955. That's 239-207-2955. A helpmate is your stronghold, but some girl's hold is weak. Your mate, your purpose shan't withhold. And when life's potholes rudely roar, 
God gave you someone to help you roar louder. Your helpmeet is your help, aid, reinforcer, and protector. One who contributes to your divine goal. She defends you as your stronghold and breeds rest as your fortress. Yet some men join weak holes of stress, full Jezebels and Delilahs, aiming to distance you from Jehovah with a nice breakfast from the wrong tree, just nice enough to get you to liberally reveal your secret and enchant you to the trance of regret. Then you wake up bald-headed, your worst, most dreaded fears realized. You look into her eyes and see someone you don't recognize. Her mouth serenades you with hot words of despise as your eyes are plucked out. Yet the hidden lesson escapes Samson's mouth. Out of the eater can comfort meat. Out of the lioness can come forth sweet. That weak hold that you didn't train can become strongholds to block the rain of enemies hardened to block you from God's goal. That raw cougar can be the worthy partner to fortify your soul. And here is the gospel's cereal. With Christ you can extract finished wives from unfinished wife material. Your rib can return home. She does not want to roam, but all along just hasn't seen the man to lead her from weak to strong hold. We face this life and leave with scars rough badges of our many wars the harmful words and violent touch are signs of shame we try to hide expressions of our hate unwrapped in each human birthed to us lies love's image trapped in dust a note is sent to earth in jars or flesh a canvas for Van Gogh, the painter that we fail to know, sent his own son to take our blows, and as his flesh this world disposed, was ripped and torn to many shreds, his body ruined as blood ran red, his side no longer flawless. To clean our mess an evil story, his scars profess his father's glory, that while our sins were dark and gory, he was not afraid, saying, the closer you get to really know me, you'll see these scars make me no less holy. I remember one night Paul banging on my door, shouting, your father just died and your mom has been trying to get you. Hurry to the hospital. In those days, we had a thing called dial-up, which meant when you were on the internet, you lost voice calls. 
I had a reggae music website that I was working on. It took 30 minutes to upload one song. I didn't make any money from it, but carried the scars thinking maybe if I was available. I remember falling from a bus. I nearly died. The wheels escaping my head. In those days in Jamaica, buses didn't stop. They slowed down. And you hopped off and rang alongside the bus to slow down. I did the first part correctly, so my shoulder was left scarred. I bounced off the ground and back to my feet, hoping no one saw. I remember rushing to the hospital room. They induced labor, not telling me about preeclampsia. I said, okay, thinking the baby was still okay. However, 10 hours later, I held him. The splitting image of me and similarly lifeless. They then turned attention to saving her. He seemed a distraction. I almost killed two more people. Each story left me more scarred. And I forgot about the painter who behind all this pain was still creating a masterpiece. Each scar made me feel further from him. Unworthiness of my flesh feeling. The hope in the Bible of fable for fools. There is no God, I said. And if he exists, he's a psychopath. The scars I bore signs of his wrath. I lived hooked by that lie that made me destined to fry. God would not get the pleasure of seeing me cry, alone and confused, destined to lose, only looking forward to the next weekend when I could get drunk again, looking in the mirror and seeing the monster I had become. And then at the end of two semi-automatic guns, I heard... The closer you get to really know me, you will see these scars make me no less holy. So I looked at the cross and saw the scars that he bore. For a world that their king refused to adore. He showed me his beard that was plucked like a duck. He took the disgrace so I wouldn't need luck. Those scars are his trophies. These scabs share a story of how the dawn shares glory through suffering and pain and invites scar-filled sinners to share in his reign. But his throne is built for flesh draped in white, humans born again to be enrobed in light, who give up our scars because he clings to his grants eternal life with the life that he lives and the worst thing is that we think he will not know the scarring from hatred that we choose to hide and so many jewels resort to backslide rejecting the symphony in scars on our king declaring to the world in the most tranquil voice the closer you get to really know me you will see your scars make you no less holy.
Lincoln here from Turn to Burn. Thank you for enduring to the end of another Word Wars. We're grateful for your attention and we encourage you if you want to be a part of our Flamethrowers Poetry team that you can email us at connect at famtfamily.com. We do encourage you to share these hopefully gospel positive gospel nuggets nuggets with your friends and family. Thank you and have a great day today and be nuclear. Join the FAMTI Institute today and learn how to make better life choices by cultivating a godly mindset in our Messianic Mentorship programs. All programs are $120 per person monthly, with personal sessions $100 for individuals and $200 for family. We look forward to have you join the conversation at famtfamily.com.